What's going on? Welcome back to another WWE on Fox Smackdown Roundup. Yes, it is I, Ryan Satin, here with you once again to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. Super pumped to know that next week, WrestleMania is in Los Angeles. God, you guys have no idea. I've been covering wrestling for like... 10 years now and i've been going to so many different wrestlemanias all across the country it's so nice it's so nice to know that it's all going to be in my backyard if you're here in town if you're coming out to wrestlemania if you already are in town you live in the los angeles area and you're going to be at wrestlemania make sure if you see me you come say hey uh, i don't have all the details yet i cannot tell you here Yet, I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to spill all the details ahead of time, but there will be opportunities to watch out of character record live in person in the Los Angeles area. If you're local or if you're, you know, coming into town for the festivities, it'll be near you. So keep your eyes peeled on my social media for that. Once I'm allowed to, I'll make sure to post all the information. But man, I'm pumped. I'm so excited to have WrestleMania in my backyard. My wife finally gets to go to one of these. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I, I'm still going to be at a hotel because if you don't know LA, I can tell you one thing is that even if you are local, <laughs> you want to make sure you are traveling ahead of time uh, far in advance because... <laughs> Uh, you know, you might look on your phone and say it's X amount of miles, or, you know, if it's late at night, you'll look at your phone and say, oh, it's only going to be a 20 minute drive. But if you're driving in rush hour, you're going to be stuck in traffic for a while. So make sure you factor in traffic time when you're making your WrestleMania plans out here. That's my PSA. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) That's my PSA. To everyone who's coming out for WrestleMania weekend who isn't local. Because if you're local, of course, you already knew that. But yes, announcements we made soon on where you can see Out of Character record live. It'll be free. You're not going to need to spend money on it. And also, uh, we're going to be on the ground at WrestleMania. We're going to be you know doing things all weekend. Posting things here in the podcast feed. Interviews coming out. So I'm so excited. I think I have like... Oh, I think I have like 1,500 interviews scheduled. <laughs> my, <coughs> my producer, who's going to be listening to this, probably got scared for a second hearing that. But that's me exaggerating. No, not that many. But we're going we're gonna to have a lot of stuff coming your guys' way. So keep your eyes peeled during WrestleMania week to my social media page. To all my various social media pages. To the WWE on Fox pages. And so on and so on. Before we get... To the SmackDown Roundup. Want to give a little bit of love to two people who left reviews for the podcast. The first one was from Born January 3rd. Uh, Left a five-star review saying, great podcast. I loved this episode of the podcast. And I always look forward to listening to Ryan Satin with a bunch of hearts. Isn't that kind of you? Very kind of you, Born January 3rd. Thank you. Also, we got another five-star review from Texan2020. who said, great podcast. I've been listening to your podcast since you started. It's a great podcast for anyone who is a WWE fan. 
Thank you so much. Appreciate you saying that. I also hope you guys enjoyed the Stone Cold Steve Austin episode. Very cool to sit down with the GOAT, the man who made me as big of a wrestling fan as I am today, uh, a guy who's been huge for my career. Um, so I just, I loved having that conversation with him. I wish it could have been longer. I know, I know some of you listening were like, Ryan, it was too short. It was only 20 minutes. I know, I know, I know. But when you get a chance to speak with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you take all the time you can get and you relish it. You relish the time that you can get with that man because he is an absolute icon. If you didn't listen to that episode, go check it out. There's some fun stuff in there. There's also a lot of talk about his return to the ring at WrestleMania, and I think you will like it. Speaking of WrestleMania, let's get right into SmackDown this week. The show began with Cody Rhodes versus Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, Paul Heyman walked out on stage early on to distract Cody. Solo Sokoa then came out later to join him, and it distracted poor Cody even more. The American Nightmare eventually hit the Cody Cutter and then the crossroads to get the win. Solo and Heyman then got on the apron. And Paul told Cody he's owed an apology. Said the ring announcer did a terrible job of announcing one. So then he did his own mockingly instead. And then announced on Monday it would be Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. He also said there would be one final face-to-face between Roman and Cody on next week's SmackDown Cody remained confident regarding both, though. Had some stuff to say about how Roman and everyone isn't ready. And then he made his exit from the ring. I was talking with a friend right before I started recording this, and I was saying how I did kind of feel like nothing of like nothing nothing too major really happened on this show. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. There was the Dom and Ray stuff, which we're going to get to. That was the biggest thing that happened on the show. But other than that, um, it was kind of a run-of-the-mill show where, where um, you know, I had this feeling where, of like, everything was kind of like in a stall for the most part on this episode, minus the Ray and Dominic stuff, because a lot of the stories at WrestleMania... They are the culmination of long-term stories. But because of that, a lot of them have kind of hit a wall on how far you can go with it. And so there's only so much more you can really do to further some of these stories, especially if you don't want too much physicality between some of the performers. Um, you know, We already had a physical segment with Charlotte and Rhea. You don't want a physical segment uh, between Roman and Cody, unless it's the very last one, which we might get in their face to face to face next week. But right now, like the anticipation has been kind of built up for all these matches. There's not too much left to do, um, so it, it, it did almost feel like a bit of a waiting until next week when you can do the last final sell uh, for a lot of these matches. So I liked the match with Ludwig Kaiser. Um, but it's not like this was, you know, some major victory. You know, Ludwig, you know, you know, is what it is. He's not. He's not. It's not the same as Gunther uh, in terms of like win loss record or anything like that. And um, yes, I enjoyed the match. Uh, there was good stuff in there. Ludwig's great. Cody's great. 
Um, but it wasn't really anything that really, like, you know, was meant to be anything mind-blowingly major. It was, I think, you know, it was uh, another way of showcasing Cody as a babyface, you know, for as many people as possible as the road to WrestleMania continues. So, I don't really have a complaint against this, uh, or, or, or uh, I don't know if I even worded that correctly. I don't know if I want to complain about this at all. Um, I know if, if you listen to my Raw recap since I was sick and in a really bad mood, uh, I was real down on, like, everything. <laughs> I felt bad. I even called someone a numbskull, which made me laugh, because that's not a word I use very often. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still, I'm finally at the tail end of my sickness as my voice is back. Excuse me. <coughs> but, yeah, I, um, I didn't dislike anything about this. I mean, obviously, Cody just doing his babyface thing, you want to keep building him up as a babyface as much as possible. Uh, it makes all the sense in the world, you know, furthering the last thing we saw between Cody and Roman and Solo by announcing a match between Solo and Roman, or excuse me, Solo and, and Cody. I like that. I'm into that. I want to see that match. Um, I, li- I like that Cody hasn't referred to him as Manu by accident, just as a slight. <laughs> um, and of course, I think making sure that there's one, you know, making it known that there's going to be one more face-to-face between the two WrestleMania main eventers. Uh, is a good move for next week, too. So, like I said, um, can't complain here. Just kind of felt like we were in a a stalling point, and we got a nice little match to kind of uh, keep Cody occupied and in the conversation without it being too major or anything like that. Next, they confirmed that John Cena and Austin Theory will start WrestleMania weekend on Saturday night. I was thinking about that when I saw this and how it's so strange to think we're at a point where Cena is such a part-timer that he'll open the show and he's not a main event. But, I mean, there was in no world would it have made sense for Cena versus Theory to main event this show. So to kick off the weekend instead, first match everyone gets is a John Cena match. I'm into that. Um, when he, you know, he might not wrestle as, um, you know, long or much when he's on a raw or a smackdown but when he's on a pay-per-view he's most like you know he's he's gonna he's gonna bust it out he's gonna he's gonna do his john cena thing so i'm excited for that and that's definitely gonna gonna be a good way to get the crowd started uh in a in an exciting way so so I'm, i'm excited about that then we had charlotte flair out next and i felt like this was the most confusing promo of the night to me because Charlotte started off by saying her world title reigns have not been built on insecurities or nepotism and that she doesn't fear Rhea Ripley. The only thing I fear, she says, is my own potential. But then it kind of felt like like, (laughs) the rest of this kind of seemed to explain how her world titles do feel like they are built on those things. Even though that's I don't, I was, like, it was weird, because she said that she's built her house on the bricks that have been thrown at her for years, so the not being built on insecurities thing kind of lent itself to that, like, okay, well, that sounds like it was, when you say that, not like I'm saying that, it sounds like you say that, or it sounds like Charlotte, the character, was saying that, um, 
And then she talked about how she's never going to apologize for continuing the greatest legacy in wrestling of the Flair family, which once again kind of pushes the idea that her world title reign has been built on nepotism, which I don't think it has been. But when you say these things, it does kind of sound like that. So I was a little confused here while watching this. I was like, well, I don't I don't think that your reigns have been built on nepotism, but yeah, that's kind of what you're saying here. And then you're also talking about how the the bricks that have been thrown at you for years built this house without saying that you built the ring. I don't know. I was I didn't understand the thought process here, and I think it just brings me back to what I was saying about this feud before, is that Charlotte seems like the heel now. And Rhea seems like the babyface when Rhea is part of the heel faction on Raw. And and Charlotte was just playing the role of babyface. And now somehow they're back to where they were. And it feels like two heels are going up against each other. And I'm not sure who we're supposed to be cheering for. Like with Cody and Roman, it's so clear. There's no gray. There's no gray whatsoever. You know that there's Cody who wants to win the title for good. And there's Roman, who wants to continue to hold the titles hostage, both titles to himself. Uh, I just, and he's had, that he's had it for a year and that nobody's been able to defeat him from. He's been this ultimate bad guy, undefeated Thanos-level villain. And you've got this American flag-waving Captain America guy coming for him. I don't think there's a question of who the babyface and the heel is, but when you look at Rhea and Charlotte right now, it looks like two heels. And that's confusing to me because she was doing such a good job as a babyface. They were doing such a good job writing her as a babyface. And now to kind of like be back where we were before when she needed to play the babyface role here, um, there's a disconnect for me. And it's not in her performance it's in, in the creative of how it's being written. So um, that's been my, yeah, that's been my issue here is I really, I really wish there was a more defined baby face to be cheering for because like Rhea Ripley has been breaking into the Mysterio household. She's been terrorizing them. She's been this force. And just because she won the Royal Rumble doesn't mean she turned baby face. She's still a heel. She's part of Judgment Day. So I don't think it's good when the thing that you wrote for your baby face is getting her booed by the people who were supposed to be backing her. That's just how I look at it. That's why I felt like this was an ineffective promo for what it was supposed to be. All right, let's take let's take a quick commercial break, and then I'll be back with my thoughts on the rest of this week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, 
Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right, we're back. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break. We're back now to talk about the rest of SmackDown. We're here to talk about the best part of this week's show. Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. First we see Angie Mysterio and Aaliyah Mysterio were in the crowd in the front row. So, of course, when the match starts, Dominic's music hits, and the distraction allows LA Knight to capitalize, then take full control. Ray eventually attempted the 619, but Dom grabbed his ankles, and it allowed LA Knight to roll him up for the win. After the match, Dom got on the mic and once again asked for a match at WrestleMania. Ray said no and left the ring, but then Dominic brought attention to his mom asking her how it felt to be married to a loser. He then approached them both in the crowd and asked his mom if she knew she married a deadbeat, and then also said he already knows the answer because she was a deadbeat mom, too, who watched it all happen the whole time. This, of course, caused Aaliyah to hop up in his face, and he told her to sit down, calling her too stupid to understand all of this. All the while, we see Ray just standing on the ramp, with his back to all of this, not wanting to give in to Dom's demands. Then Angie grabs the mic from Dominic, and Dom pulls it back, yelling at her at the top of his lungs to shut up. This pissed Ray off long enough to cause him to finally rush over and deck Dominic in the face. Ray says, you don't disrespect your mother like that. That's my wife. You wanted a match at WrestleMania. You're on. The crowd went wild as Dom looked scared. Um, loved this. This was fantastic. Um, cracked me up that Rey Mysterio, you know, acts like he's you know above it. He can't, you know, hit his child until until he dares to speak up at his mother, and then it's on. Very very realistic. <laughs> very realistic. Um, you know, the, the main thing I've been thinking about this and I, and you know, first and foremost, I'll say it's probably better that they did it here rather than at the hall of fame, let the hall of fame be what the hall of fame is, let it be a storyline free area where the wrestlers truly get to be appreciated for what they've done in the industry get their legacy to have a light shined on them. Like that's all good. You know, shine a light on those legacies. Let them have their moment. Don't need to do an angle there. I'm very okay with that. Um, I felt like with everything that has happened in this storyline, this was a, um, a satisfying conclusion to, to what's 
been happening and, and, and a believable way of finally getting there. Because I think that I kept saying here, like, well, what's, what's Dom really going to have to do to get Ray to, 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 to say yes? And I think disrespecting his wife, disrespecting your mother, doing the ultimate, like, you don't talk to your mother like that um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's not, it's, it's totally believable. It's, um, I like it. I like it. When it's believable, I like it. There's there's storyline reasoning here. Um, there's true motivations. There's there's it all makes sense. So I, I liked it. The crowd went insane when Dominic got decked. People are hyped on this match. I'm excited for the match. Um, but one of the things I think about now, and I'm not gonna have the answer for you yet, but I'm gonna tell you where my head is at while I'm thinking of what my WrestleMania predictions are going to be. And when I think about them, I, I truly wonder who wins this match now that it's official. Cause it was a made official after this as well. We're getting this match at WrestleMania weekend. My normal wrestle brain would say Ray has to finally win here to give Dom his comeuppance. But at the same time, you'd have to think that if Ray is going to actually wrestle his son at WrestleMania, he wants to help his son. He wants to help his son, you know, move forward and and move higher up in the card, get even more over from beating a legend like himself at WrestleMania. So then Dominic's heat could continue post-WrestleMania if Ray doesn't beat him. So that's what I'm torn on right now. You guys tweet me and you tell me what you think. Tweet me at Ryan Satin. Let me know which way you're leaning in this match. Because I definitely, I, I, I could really go either way with it. Uh, but, you know, that all aside, really, really enjoyed how this was all done. Thought they did this all very well. Next, we got Shotzi and Natty versus Lacey Evans and Zia Lee. Winner gets in the women's tag match at WrestleMania. This was a quick one that Shotzi and ta- that yeah, This was a quick one. Shotzi and Natalia got the win here. Um, really random teams. <laughs> really random teams they're using for this match. Um, after the match, all four people did the sign pointing thing. We had Liv and Raquel out there who had already qualified for the match. But then Ronda Rousey's music hit and she walked out with Shane and Baszler. They talked about how they've broken all the girls in the match in various ways and then announced that they're in the match as well at WrestleMania. Thought it was a little unfair that all the other girls had to qualify while Shayna and Ronda just got to announce that they were in the match. But also, fair point for their reasoning and how they beat up every other girl in that match. So I'm um, I'm happy to see that Ronda is going to be utilized at WrestleMania in some capacity. I'm surprised at the the caliber of match she's in. Not like these aren't good wrestlers that she's wrestling against. I, I guess caliber is the wrong word. Um, the level of importance of a match that she you know it's it, uh, you know. Ronda Rousey's still a big name, in my opinion, and the fact that she's like in a the match that she's in at WrestleMania in LA is a randomly thrown together tag match with a bunch of non teams is surprising to me. Um, but I don't know if there was more to it. I'm I'm not exactly sure. So 
yeah, I uh, I'm happy they're in the match though. I'm, I'm, I you know, Ra- <laughs> Shayna had me cracking up with what she was saying on the mic when she was like, "We broke that arm, broke this, broke that one spirit, I guess, whatever." Uh, that cracked me up. Uh, Shayna is low key better than people give her credit for on the mic. She cracks me up. So um, yeah, I'm happy to see that Ronda and Shayna are on the card. I'm happy to see that Shotzi and Natalia are going to be on the card. Um, there are people that I was wondering what the deal was. It's kind of like uh, the that they announced the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for SmackDown the night before. And there's a bunch of people who I was also wondering how they were going to be utilized for WrestleMania shown in there. One of them was shocked. Two of them were pretty shocking. Um, even if it's just well, it's I mean it's SmackDown, so who knows? This, they could be used differently if something changes and they get a match on the main card. But like Bobby Lashley. I know it seems like the Bray Wyatt stuff had to be dropped, but that's what Bray, that's what Bobby Lashley is going to be doing at WrestleMania. That's what Karrion Cross is going to be doing at WrestleMania. That's that's surprising to me. Um, yeah, that's very surprising to me. The other one was uh, was Bobby Lashley and uh, oh, L.A. Knight. Still nothing for L.A. Knight with the push that he's had either. Very confusing. Very very confusing. Uh, okay, wait. I'm taking a quick sip here because I can already hear my voice sounding weirder. Hold on one second. Got to lube these pipes up, you know what I mean? That didn't sound right. Okay, moving on. Contract signing between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. <coughs> Drew McIntyre out first and then Sheamus with the brawling brutes. As he complained about Drew trying to steal a goal of his that he had confided in him over... Drew says Shame is too sensitive these days, and they should have shared a drink over this by now. But history has already shown that Sheamus can't beat Gunther, whereas Drew McIntyre knows he can. After they both signed the contract, Gunther comes out and signs the contract as well, then explains how he'll beat all of them. He gives a look to Butch, who was there when he said that, and Gunther, and and, uh, and and Butch does not look happy about it. Gunther asks. Butch what he's looking at, and Butch just attacks him. So then Gunther demands a match. Gunther versus Butch. Um, this was uh, about a, this was about as entertaining as you'd expect based on the history these two have. You know, there wasn't the same kind of build as we've seen in the past in them. It was very thrown together. A last-minute affair, but they still, you know, kick each other's asses. Uh, they had that same chemistry they, that you've seen between them in the past. Um I think that Pete Dunn is someone who, um, excuse me, Butch is someone who, we'll get to the Pete Dunn thing in a second, but Butch is someone who is so talented in the ring, just, you know, he makes things look so effortless, um, and I think that he knows Gunther so well, that even with a short amount of time and, and no build, you're going to get something entertaining between the two of them, and that's exactly what we got in this match. Uh, Butch accidentally hit McIntyre on the outside. Then the Brutes started a fight with him over it. Gunther eventually took advantage of this by hitting his finisher for the win. After the match, Gunther and Sheamus stood face-to-face when suddenly Drew flew in out of nowhere with a claymore on Gunther. And that was that. So I think um, swinging back around here to Butch, 
if the rumors are true and Butch is somehow reverting back to the name Pete Dunne, I really wish they had kind of like just let Gunther destroy him here because they keep, you know, it feels like Pete Dunne, Butch, is the one who's already started the tease for this. Um, you know, he, he, he uh, what, I'm going to his tweets. First, it was like a week ago. Because the rumor came out that he was that the plan was to possibly change his name back to Pete Dunn in the near future. Then, like the next day, he tweeted a picture of himself holding the NXT UK Championship in his mouth, doing the whole Pete Dunn thing, and said, "Remember." Um, and then today, after SmackDown, he tweeted uh, an ear emoji. I think is they were chanting Pete Dunn at one point in the match at him. So it does. I don't think he would be leaning into these things if the change wasn't imminent. So because of that, I didn't like that the how decisive the win felt. Yes, Gunther should still be getting decisive wins. I get it, um, but I kind of would have liked either. You know, I, I don't know. I think there needs to be a catalyst of some sort to get him back to Pete Dunn, and maybe that's the breakup of the Brutes. I'm not sure. Um, but I wouldn't have minded him kind of getting his ass kicked a little more here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would have liked him getting his ass kicked a little more. Be, there, there being some kind of beat down or just have him destroy him so he has a reason to need to go back to becoming Pete Dunn. I would have liked that. Um, but either way, that's neither here nor there. The match was really entertaining, uh, and I'm pumped for the three-way. And I'm interested to see how they turn Butch back into Pete Dunne once it happens. This is just me nitpicking a little bit, because that's what you came to this podcast for, was my actual thoughts. <laughs> uh, the Street Profits talk about their match at WrestleMania. They get interrupted by Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and Braun says... They want the smoke. Once again, kind of um, not a lot there, but I appreciate keeping that match uh, in the minds of the fans and you know making sure that there's at least some segment dedicated to, to reminding people that it's actually happening. Then lastly, we got the KO show with Sami Zayn as his guest. Sammy points out how big this is, that they're challenging for the tag titles together at WrestleMania. Kevin then says he has something for Sammy. And unfolds his new KO Mania shirt that he puts out every year. Um, at first, Sammy, you know, seems happy for his friend, but then Kevin reveals that it's not just a KO Mania shirt. That's the back of it. The front of it says WrestleZania, and he shows him the KO Mania shirt with his own image on the front. WrestleZania as a throwback. To the whole honorary Oos moment when Roman Reigns gave him that shirt. Now, Sammy's got his own shirt given to him by his own real friend that he was truly excited about. KO unzips his hoodie to show he's already wearing one of the shirts and Sammy puts his on too. But then, of course, the dastardly Usos attack them from behind. The Usos hit the 1D on Sammy and then Kevin chases them away with a chair. This was a nice little throwback to the honorary Oos segment. Keep things going from where they were. It's tough when you're, you know, 
at the apex of such a big story to find ways to keep the interest alive without ruining the the momentum you you currently have. So this was kind of like a placeholder. I'll be honest, when it was over, I, I was surprised the show was over. I thought there was going to be like a little more on this episode. It kind of felt like a lot of placeholders. But that being said, I enjoyed the segment, but there wasn't really a lot there. It was just another attack from the Usos. Nice, though, to see the friendship of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens continue to re-blossom on television. It's just nice to see those two guys together. Um, and I'm really excited for next week's uh, shows. I'm going to be at... So I'm going to be at Friday Night Smackdown next week. So you won't be getting a roundup. Um, I'm going to be, be too hard because I'm going to be in the crowd um, and or be pulled around. Who knows? Um, but let's see. Schedule-wise a little bit, um, I'm going to be posting interviews that are with some people on Friday uh, to get people high, to get you all uh, you know excited to get you all in the mood for WrestleMania, we're gonna be putting out some content. Um, I'll be backstage at WrestleMania doing a post match interview or two with some of the talent. We're gonna be trying to turn that around and put that in podcast feed as well. But make sure you're also subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. You'll see it there. You can follow us on social media as well. WWE on Fox. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Did I say them? I think I did not. I think that's the one that I left out. But we're going to be posting those there. So make sure you're following us at WWE on Fox if you want to see those post-show, post-match, post-show interviews. Uh, we'll be backstage at WrestleMania. I'll be talking about some of the stuff that happened. We're putting that in the podcast feed as well. And I'm also going to be there for the Raw after WrestleMania. I know some of you listening are probably so jealous right now. I apologize, but please live vicariously through me throughout the weekend. Follow me on social media, at Ryan Satin. That's where you can find everything I'm going to be up to, everything I'm doing, all the content. I'm just going to be just pouring it out there, just pouring out the smoke of WrestleMania content. So make sure you're following us. Woo! Oh, man, I'm excited. WrestleMania week. All right. Next week, we're back. WrestleMania week. Woo! I'm excited. Let's do this. All right. That's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been another SmackDown Roundup. <laughs>